This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, good morning. It's 7.06 a.m. on Tuesday, the 19th of December. You're listening to The Morning Run on this rather wet-looking Tuesday morning. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Anwar Mahbob and Philip C. As always, we're going to kickstart the morning with a look at how global markets closed overnight. The Dow was closed flat yesterday. S&P 500 was up 0.5%. Nasdaq was up 0.6%. On the Asian side, Nikkei was down 0.6%. Hang Seng was down 1%. Shanghai Composite was down 0.4%. SDI was down 0.1%. And our very own FBM KLCI was up 0.2%. Contrarian view. Us zigging when everyone zags, uh, as we often do. But uh, for some thoughts on where markets are heading, especially as we head towards the end of the year, we have on the line with us Joe Quinlan, Chief Market Strategist at the U.S. Trust Bank of America Private Wealth Management. Joe, good morning. Thanks, as always, for joining us. This is our last call with you before the end of the year, so we'll make it good. Markets rallied on the back of dovish signals from the Fed last week. Uh, Now, you know, given that... um, how to say, people see that uh, interest rate hikes may have peaked with cuts being penciled in for as early as the spring. Do you think that they're being too optimistic? I mean, the short answer is yes. I think they're being too optimistic. But I think the most optimistic person is Jay Powell. Um, the pivot towards talking about cutting rates, I think that was a little too soon. I wish he'd you know, not played Santa for the markets mm. because – we still got to work our way through, you know, the next couple of months with higher inflation above the Fed target. So I, I think it was a little premature. The markets are off to the races. They're all, you know, everyone's doing the bubbly right now, feeling good, want to end the year on a high note. But we got to be careful because I wish we were like tacking the other direction, to be honest with you, with the Fed messaging. And are we going to anticipate a hangover in January then? Yeah, it could be how bad is the hangover going to be. Hangover. But we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction. I, mean, I, I will give you know, I mean, the, the Fed has done a good job this year bringing inflation from like 9% plus down to three in that range, three and a half, depending on what metric. But we're not, it was almost like declaring victory, and we're not there yet. So that, that was a little worrisome to me. Now, Joe, the offside to U.S. recession has yet to materialize this year. And with the Fed looking increasingly likely to engineer soft lending, are recession fears off the table for 2024? And what are the key indicators to keep track of? I mean, they're not off the table. But, you know, here again, I mean, you look at the Atlantic Fed, Atlanta Fed tracker coming in about 2.6% annualized growth in Q4. The economy's slowing. We don't have to have a recession. We have these rolling recessions in various industries. So, I mean, I'm not worried about a recession. Earnings have bottomed, but I don't want this exuberance. I mean, you know, we're seeing more now money market funds are flipping into equity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're going to have a big party, you know, in January and February, and then, you know, have a hangover for the rest of the year, maybe. So you are not optimistic on the chances of, say, the S&P 500 going up to 5,000 points next year? I mean, again, like you said, a lot of the bears of Wall Street have now turned bullish on equities. Um, Is this going to be just a bubble? I don't think it's a bubble. I think the bears, you know, have gone in hibernation. I mean, they should just, you know, they're they're on the wrong side of the trade. So, yeah, 5,000 on the S&P 500, you can't guarantee anything. But I think we've breached that. Can we stay above that? Can we get to 5,200 after the election? So we'll, we'll see. We're going to grind higher, but we just don't want you know, it to happen all, all at once. I mean, it's amazing. A lot of Wall Street strategists now have to raise their targets from 12 months out because the market rally now has been so strong. So it's almost like they've got to kind of repencil 
in higher rates for 12 months out. Now, 2024 will be a pivotal year for U.S. politics, with the presidential elections due in November. Now, is it too early to tell whether markets would prefer a Biden or Trump presidency? Uh, see, it's, it's too early to tell. It's, it's too early to talk about it. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. A lot of clients, just they want to talk about it, but they don't want to ruin a good meal or a glass <laughs> of wine over it. But put it that way. Um, it's not too early. The caucuses are coming. The platforms are being laid out there. What's it mean, Biden 2.0, Trump 2.0, if, if, if that's how it shakes out? And it looks, you know, right now that's a consensus. So it's not too early, but no one's moving money you know, right now. We're not seeing any mm-hmm. significant shifts related to the election just yet. That's like midsummer, definitely before Labor Day. And can I get your thoughts, right? I mean, for 2023, I mean, the two biggest wars, you know, that took place, Russia, Ukraine and the Palestine-Israeli-Gaza conflict, right? How have they impacted markets and how do you see that impacting markets next year? I mean, good question, but we've studied geopolitical events. and Honestly, they don't really filter into the markets. I mean, U.S. investors, the markets here focused at home on earnings, valuations, growth here in the United States. And we're, we're kind of insular. We're, we're kind of myopic, so to speak. So what we have seen, though, defense, cybersecurity, surveillance, those type of firms that lead those leaders, they've done well. They, they've picked up because no doubt global defense spending is picking up. So, But that could be the outlier with the oil prices. I mean, it's remarkable. But the oil prices have been offset. You know, all the Middle East, remember, we got a spike in oil prices October 7th. But here's what. Here's what's happening. The U.S. now is producing 13.2 million barrels a day here in the United States. We've offset the risk in the Middle East vis-a-vis what's happening in Israel, Gaza, and the Ukraine. So it's remarkable you know, what's, what, how that's transpired. And I guess still looking at the issue of geopolitical tensions, uh, I mean, you say that it doesn't really affect uh, markets, but we are seeing uh, that shipping players have suspended passage through the area due to security threats. So how concerned should markets be about the emergence of supply chain disruptions? um, And which sectors do you see could be at risk of this? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, because let's go back to the first question about Jay Powell declaring victory too early. Mm. If Jay had been watching, you know, the Suez Canal, maybe he would have been backed off a little bit here. It's remarkable. His dovish comments come out on Wednesday. About a couple of days later, the Suez Canal and shipping companies are like pulling back supply chain pressures. Inflation goes up. That's why I wish he just kept his cards closer to his chest and not really let out the good news that he's thinking of cutting, because you're absolutely right. There's a wild card out there. That could spoil the Fed's party, which means my party is spoiled, your party is spoiled, and we begin again. But here's the thing. On a dip, if we do get the Fed offside and the markets decide Jay, Jay was you know, offside a little too early, prematurely, you buy the dip because he'll, he'll get it right. We'll get the inflation down. Earnings will trough and pick up, and the growth will, will – so think of it this way. If Jay Powell is wrong, you got one more – you're going to see a market swoon, 5 8%. That's what that's that's probably your last time near term to buy to come into the markets and buy at a discount. Joe, so that's your Christmas gift. <laughs> Joe, is the holiday season boom time for retailers? What's the holiday forecast? Retail sales forecast like? Are more people adding to cart? Oh yeah, I mean if there's if there's one thing Americans do well, it's spend and, and on credit, and they're doing it. They feel <laughs> good. They got jobs. They feel secure. Um, you know, people are still washing themselves off the, p- the pandemic, feeling good, outspending. So entertainment, travel, spending, 
I think we're going to be closer to 10% uh, on the retail sales for the holidays versus 5%. And can you please spread some joy over in emerging markets? Because really, emerging market assets in 2023 really were not very good. Is there any catalyst for new interest in 2024 there? Well, I just heard about palm. You're going to do palm oil later right, on the show. <laughs> I mean, so but me, I think the, the, the biggest thing there, I mean, you are, I hear, and this is good for Malaysia. You are seeing a lot more institutional investors, U.S. investors, differentiate China from the rest of Asia. And there's a real focus on the rest of Asia, uh, in Malaysia included, Southeast Asia in particular. So you're seeing much more you know, discerning money flow into your part of the world, ex-China. And I think that's going to continue. Before it was blurred. People didn't know what to do. It's all about China, China. Now they're realizing investors slowly, there's a lot more to Asia than China. And I think that's very bullish for Malaysia. And what sectors then would you be betting on, I suppose, uh, Joe, into 2024? Where would investors uh, think to put their money, do you think? I mean, globally, you know, defense, cybersecurity, we're looking at energy, commodities, which plays into Malaysia. Um, one sector that's been beaten up this year is healthcare here in the United States. So buy the big pharma names. They're cheap right now. You know, there's another, you know, global health crisis out there percolating that's going to cause. The, the earnings to come back for these big pharmaceutical companies have been beaten up pretty badly. I'm less bullish on the renewable section, sector, hmm. but I lean in, lean in the cyclicals. I like cyclicals and I still like tech. Any pullback on technology globally or U.S., South Korea, Japan, buy it. Taiwan, buy it. All right, Joe, thank you as always for the chat. Happy holidays to you and we'll catch up in the new year. That was Joe Quinlan, Chief Market Strategist with the U.S. Trust Bank of America Private Wealth Management, giving us his take on some of the trends that he sees moving markets in the days and weeks ahead, as well as sectors uh, to think about uh, as we look into 2024. That's right. Cyclicals, tech, pharma, not a big fan, I believe, of, uh, what was it he said? Renewable energy is a little bit more cautious. A bit cautious on that. And he, of course, ended by saying, Asia is not just China. That's true. And let's hope that people remember that in 2024. The emerging markets have been a little bit unloved this year, I feel. Uh, But yes, we'll be keeping an eye on that moving forward. Uh, It's 7.17 in the morning. Let's head into some messages and we'll come back with a look at some of the top headlines in the newspapers and portals today. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.